Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On today's show, one of our listeners uh, writes in, and they have a great question. Why is Jesus Christ unique? Well, this is uh, a really important question. In fact, as we answer, why is Jesus Christ unique? What, What we're asking is one of the most critical questions that anyone can ask, and that is, what must I do to be saved? Uh, 1 Timothy 1.15, it contains one of the most concise and, and comprehensive answers to that question in all the Word of God. 1 Timothy 1.15 helps Bible readers discover that central to the salvation of sinners is that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Paul uses done, not do, about the person of Jesus. This is foundational. Jesus can do all he did because he is who he is. The uniqueness of the person of Jesus secures the validity of his finished work. Jesus didn't conjure himself or come into the world as a genie in the bottle, nor as a moral teacher or philosopher. Jesus came into the world, Paul says in 1 Timothy 1.15, which which shows the pre-existence of Jesus in another realm prior to existence in this world. And, and, and as we gather together the biblical witness to identify Jesus, we do well to look at the, the answer given in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, Answer 21. In this biblically grounded answer, the, the Great Confession tells us the only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who being the eternal Son of God became man, and so was and continues to be God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. These truths, they, they tell readers about the identity of Jesus, which right is made clear at the beginning of each of the Gospels. Matthew 1 tells Bible readers about Joseph's discovery that his bride-to-be was pregnant, and after he prayed and thought about what action to take, the Lord sent an angel to inform him that Mary was pregnant, not because of an immoral act with a man, but by her submission to the supernatural activity of the Holy Spirit. Uh, This angel informed Joseph that Mary would give birth to Jesus, the name meaning the Lord is my salvation. In fact, in the same chapter in Matthew 1, Bible readers learn that that the one to be born of Mary was to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. The one conceived by the Holy Spirit, born as a man, is the God-man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is fully God himself with all the attributes and all the characters of the true God, but He's also fully man. In fact, the unique person of Jesus accomplishes the done of salvation from sin and its consequences. So if you desire to know the done of Jesus' salvation, you, you must become savingly related and united to Jesus, who alone has been appointed by God to be the Savior of sinners. In fact, the Bible has much to teach Bible readers about the uniqueness of Jesus in the following ways. He, he is the only unique Son of God. Jesus is eternal. He existed from eternity past and eternity present, and he exists for all eternity in the future. 
Jesus alone is the one who bore our sins so that we could have forgiveness and be saved from our sins. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There's no other way to salvation but through Jesus because he is the only righteous one who exchanged perfect righteousness for our sins. You see, Jesus alone had, had power over his death and the ability to take his life back again. The resurrection was physical. His resurrection from the dead, never to die again, distinguished him as the unique Son of God. Jesus alone accepted worship as an equal with God the Father. God the Father states that the Son is to be honored as he is, he is honored. Jesus has the power to give life to whom he will. The Father has committed all judgment to Jesus. Jesus was with the Father and directly involved in the creation. And by his hand, all things are held together. In fact, Jesus will rule the world at the end of this present age. Jesus was virgin-born, conceived by the Holy Spirit. The sin nature inherited from Adam is genetically inherited. Jesus had no human father and was born without a sin nature. In fact, Jesus demonstrated he had the attributes of God, such as the power to forgive sins and heal the sick, to calm the winds and the seas, to know man and, and being perfectly acquainted with man, and, and to raise the dead. The prophecies concerning Jesus' birth, life, resurrection, person, and purpose were all fulfilled by him and no other. In Colossians, Paul had to deal with false teaching known as the heresy of Colossae. This heresy was a combination of, of Jewish elements mixed with mystical practices, all connected to Gnosticism. Gnostic, Gnostic supporters had, had managed to infiltrate the church at Colossae by, by teaching Christians that certain knowledge had not been made known by Jesus or the apostles. And so Paul wrote Colossians to prevent the Christians at Col Colossae and any Christian today from falling into these teachings. Now, central to the argument Paul is making in Colossians is that in Christ, Christians have everything they need. They have wholeness, they have fullness, they have perfection, they have satisfaction in God. And Paul's answer to the false teachers is to highlight the sufficiency of Jesus. In fact, his argument is presented in the, in the person of Jesus. Colossians 1.15, it tells us that, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God through whom and for whom all things were created. Jesus is before all things, and in him all things are held together. Jesus is the firstborn of the dead who takes precedence over all things. In fact, it pleased God the Father that in Jesus all the fullness of God should dwell. So through Jesus, God will reconcile all things to himself. In Christ dwells the whole fullness of deity. All who are united to Jesus have already graciously received from God the Father perfection, wholeness, and satisfaction. In fact, the totality of God's knowledge is in Christ, for he is the mystery uh, uh, of God in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All of Jesus is infinitely superior to the knowledge offered by the false teachers in Colossae. And so according to Paul, one of the appeals of the false teachers at Colossae was their teaching, their elemental spirits of the world, a reference to the angel beings who, according to Gnosticism, dominated the planets and other celestial bodies and, and filled in the fullness between God as man and mediators. And in response to this teaching, Paul teaches that in Christ dwells the fullness of deity bodily. Jesus is God himself incarnate as the God-man, and so there is no need for angelic mediators to reach up to God and towards perfection. In Christ, 
the people of God, they have all they need because Jesus is all they need. Amen. Jesus triumphed over the powers and the principalities, which according to Gnostic teaching, dominated the essential elements of the universe. Christians should reject the worship of angels, for, for such teaching is based on hallucinations. In Christ, Christians are dead to the elemental spirits of the world. In fact, Paul makes it clear in Colossians that the ascetic rigor even demanded by the Gnostic teachers has no power to stop the passions of the flesh. Through union with Christ in his death and resurrection, Christians can mortify the flesh and live for the Lord. Paul in Colossians, he also helps us understand that Jesus is sufficient to meet all the needs of all of those who belong to him. Jesus satisfied the thirst of the people of God for wholeness, along with our deepest yearnings in him. And by daily communion with Christ through the means of grace, Christians find satisfaction for all their needs. Thus, by being satisfied in Christ, Christians serve God in this world with a heart full of dedication and purpose. A happy heart in Christ empowers the Christian to overcome sin and dedicate themselves to the service of our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.